could be doing this, you could be doing that, but look, this ranking just dropped because there was an algorithm change in Google. So you definitely want to, first of all, jump in there, get this fixed, make sure you're still in line with what Google wants to see, and then you can engage on those other tasks. So definitely the focus or really the lack of focus is a big point in why people don't succeed in SEO. This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James Schramko. Helping you build your business super fast. James Schramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 866. Today, we're going to be talking about getting leads from your website by using SEO. When I say the magic words SEO, suddenly from nowhere appears Gert Malek <laughs> from seoleverage.com. Hello, Gert. Hi, James. Good to be back. Great. You're back from vacation. I remember what they used to be like many moons ago. As we record this, we're into endless lockdowns here in Sydney. So um, appreciate that uh, out and about freedom while you've got it. You look like you're well-rested. And part of that is because you've got a great team over there, seoleverage.com. It's the team that helps us with our SEO and lots of our clients. And today, I think you've brought a beautiful opportunity to us because a lot of people are not taking advantage of this option to be able to get leads from the website and they're probably missing out. So let's talk about that for a moment. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely at this stage, a big shout out to my team. They're the best. Uh, they've come a long way. Uh, we're building out an amazing team and it was definitely the first time I could actually have a little bit of rest with my family without having the laptop open all the time. For lead generation in SEO, we just audit a lot of websites. So I check out websites all the time. I talk to website owners all the time. And the common theme we see is that people are very focused on getting ranked, but they do not focus on the next step, which is actually what should this traffic really do on our site? And more than half of our clients are ultimately interested in inquiries, in leads, in people raising their hand, saying, look, I like your content. I like what you're doing. I might need your help. But very often, we forget about this point. And this is, I think, a very important topic to talk about. What are the other half ranking for? If they don't want leads, are they just trying to make sales? The other half of our clients are probably either looking for sales directly or in the e-commerce space. Okay, so let's just define. When you say leads, you're saying using your website to capture an email address or a chat discussion where you can turn that into some kind of a sale at some point down the track. Exactly. It's usually an opt-in for something they can download, they can get an inquiry, a feedback form that's filled in, a contact form that's filled in, things like those. And then every product then defines leads a little bit different. Very often it's just to populate the email list or sometimes it's really specific inquiries, clicks on a mobile phone or a wonderful number could also be leads. So we definitely want to then discriminate based on the project. So when someone comes to our site, for example, it will detect if they're using an iPhone and it will ask them if they want the app. That's a way to capture a subscriber of some sorts, but they had to get the site in the first place. And we're suggesting we might be able to do that with SEO mm -hmm. and then combine that. So we're getting them in from the content. And then when they're there, we're asking them to do something that helps us in the future. For example, this episode 866, we will provide the transcription for this episode and it will be downloadable from superfastbusiness.com in exchange for an email address. Thanks to your advice, Gert, what we do on our posts is we do a nice short summary of the episode, kind of like a blow-by-blow -blow highlights of, you know, Gert said he just got back from the holidays and his team's amazing. James said more business owners should be taking advantage of capturing leads from their website. James asked Gert, what sort of leads is he talking about? Gert said this. So we do this little blow-by-blow -blow and people love that. And often if there's any kind of a checklist or framework or resource mentioned, we'll also put that as an additional download. And then we'll ask people to opt in to receive that 
and now they've entered their email address and we can stay in touch and let them know when there's other podcasts. And of course, they're going to find out about super fast business, which is where I can coach them and help them grow their business. So getting them to the site, move them into that journey. But I'd say a lot of people are really caught up in the whole running ads game and that's fine as part of the mix. And I do that too. Uh, when my account's not getting hacked by Halloween rug sellers or whatever, which happened recently, unfortunately, nothing to do with us, but someone in our team's computer got hacked. So paid ads is just, you know, that's what people talk about a lot when they're talking about lead sources. And then you're waiting in here saying, well, hang on a minute. If you're going to do all that extra effort, why not capture the leads from your SEO? Absolutely. This is something we encounter very often. So people take analytics to see how much traffic they get from SEO, and then they check the paid ads to see how many leads they generate, et cetera, but they never combine the two. And SEO, I'm by far, far away from saying SEO is the only pillar you should have below your content marketing strategy. We run ads as well, but it's an important pillar and you would definitely want to leverage it to its best. And one of the reasons is that people who find content organically have the feeling that they really did their own research. And very often they convert at higher percentages. We're seeing 10, 15, 18% of opt-ins from organic research, whereas on ads, people running ads know that those figures can be very often much below that. Okay. So an SEO lead could be worth more than a drive-by paid lead. Absolutely, because people feel they made their own decision. Whereas if most of the people clicking on ads know they clicked on an ad, they clicked on it because it was interesting, it was relevant, all good, but they still know that they were kind of tricked into getting exposure to this brand, to this product. Whereas on SEO, they don't have the same feeling. They ask Google something and there are studies out there that show that people really trust what Google recommends. And if they search for something, Google recommends something, they did their own research, they maybe then research or read more content on this website, they have a very close feeling to this brand. They think they have made their own decision and are really close to convert to a lead, but then also closer to convert to a sale. Yeah, I'm resonating with this. I had someone reply to my free book email for that they get from a Facebook ad to a free book and it said, just another broke to rich story you know, disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, you obviously haven't read the book. I reply back, you haven't read the book. It's not that book. So anyway, I imagine someone who comes to the site through Google's recommendation and goes through content is going to be less likely to have that sort of initial reaction. But SEO takes time and it's hard, Gert. You must have heard this one before. What are your thoughts on this in terms of figuring it out? Is it worth the effort? And should we try and do it ourselves or get help? So I think one reason why people are really scared of engaging in SEO is because they have done it and they have focused a lot of time and energy on the wrong things. And this is where we essentially build out our Erica framework where we just said, okay, look, you can do 200 things for your SEO. Everything is going to be good for SEO. Everything, to, everything might be giving you green ticks on your SEO plugin in WordPress or whatever. But ultimately, there might be four things you need to focus on in the next couple of weeks. And we think we have been doing a very good job for our clients to make sure they focus on those four things. And then we can say, okay, you look, you could be creating more content. You could be doing this. You could be doing that. But look, this ranking just dropped because there was an algorithm change in Google. So you definitely want to, first of all, jump in there, get this fixed, make sure you're still in line with what Google wants to see. And then you can engage on those other tasks. So definitely the focus or really the lack of focus is a big point in why people don't succeed in SEO. I've certainly noticed that just from our interactions, what I like seeing, and we've talked about this before, I like seeing your very short Loom video update mm -hmm. of what we're getting results for, where the target is, and what things we need to do to zoom in on that target. 
And then the next report that you send, quite often it says, I want to report great progress. You're really making tremendous achievements here. You've reached the top of page one. We can see the leads are being generated from this. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, having had an SEO business in the past, people were obsessed with ranking vanity words that didn't actually do anything. I know people with entire businesses that are egocentric vanity businesses who, you know, they're busy, but they're not actually making money from it. A lot like some of these social media influencers or TikTokers and so forth. They've got lots of subscribers and they're really busy creating content, but it doesn't necessarily get traction. And I think this is one thing listeners of this podcast appreciate the most. It's super fast business. We're all about the shortest possible path, doing the right things to get the right result and not just doing things for the sake of it. So what I'm hearing from you is if you put in the work and you get a bit of help, and you look for the right signs, and you build that strong pillar, then you will start to be able to get those results. And as things change, which they do, because Google does update regularly, and they still have their focus, of course, on making sure someone has a great user experience, then it will all be worthwhile. And you don't have to have so much pressure on running your paid ad campaigns for survival, because if something happens to them, and you need to switch them off for whatever reason, then you're not dead in the water. Or in in any case, you might be just sitting on a gold mine. Someone might be just inches from tapping into this rich vein of gold just by tuning up some things on the website to get the lead generation strategy working. So we should definitely cover what are some of the things. And I know you've helped us specifically with this. You've actually observed things on our site that you said you should try something different here. I'm thinking specifically about our header on the site. You've also specifically told us which content we should prune back and which stuff we should promote with internal linking. And in some cases, rewriting older content, that was a really easy thing to do. I think it took us what one or two days from when you told us to do that. And that was just sitting there the whole time for how many years, maybe five or six years ready to get. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes it's a small tweak and it's really the focus that changes things because people want to increase their entire SEO. People want to see their traffic statistics up and think their SEO is only okay if traffic skyrockets, if they get this hockey stick graphics and, and stuff like that. Ultimately, it's really vanity because if you want leads, there might only be a handful of articles on your site right now that actually drive leads. And most of the websites we get to audit in our deep dive audits, don't even have the tracking in place. So they don't even know which articles are the ones that drive the leads. They know how many emails they get, but they don't break it down based on the articles. And this is where in the application we have developed for our clients, there is a KPI overview where we just say, look, these are the articles that drive traffic. From these articles, these are the ones that drive the leads. These are the conversion rates. And then color highlighting which articles are doing better, which articles doing worse month after month, which makes it really easy for them to then focus and say, okay, I really depend on those five articles. Let's make those the special focus. Or if with these five articles, we identify topics that apparently resonate with our audience and take them or trigger them to take the next step, we can create more content about this. We can create more content about those articles on YouTube and other platforms. Maybe use this Intel for paid ads as well. And let's run a display or a YouTube ads campaign about this. So it's really the focus and it's getting away from the overall traffic and just say, look, I need leads. And if I want leads, this is the strategy. This is where every client of ours in the application has aligned that says SEO goal, leads, SEO strategy. This is how we get you more leads with SEO. 
this is everything we want to focus on. We don't want to focus on overall traffic. You might have a 20% traffic drop and at the same time, a 10% conversion increase. These things happen because Google shifts gears. And once Google knows that your conversion driving articles are the best, they're going to give you the exposure. What sort of results have you seen? I've talked about some of ours. I don't mind sharing on this podcast our results because people are all over our website. They can see it. We talk about the changes. I give you massive credit for informing us what to do. You know, almost everyone in my team worked in SEO business at some point, but that's not our core thing anymore. That's your core thing. (laughs) So having outside eyes, it's the same thing that I help when I come in and look at someone else's business from outside. I see things that they're blind to. So we know what sort of results we've had. Mm -hmm. What have you seen with some other clients? We have seen massive results, especially when starting to put in calls to action where they were none. So some clients had really good content or like in your case, this article you had lying around, we asked you to give you some guidelines to refresh it so your team could rewrite it based on what Google wants to see today, which is not the same as they were happy to rank maybe six months ago or a year ago. And then really focus on conversions and make sure that whatever device your people use, not everybody is going to sit on a desktop computer and see the red call to action in your menu bar. They might see 60, 70% or more might have their mobile phone in their hands and they might not see this red button. They might not see an easy way to get in touch with you, sign up for something, download something. So we saw massive success there. I remember a project in the online course space. This was, I think, 3x conversions. Once we started focusing on a few articles that drove conversions and improving those articles with specific calls to action and different ways to catch those conversions. I remember another one who just before the December core update last year came in, we did some work and the articles just refreshing those and starting to bring people to this next step. I think they doubled or tripled their leads as well very, very quickly. So it's really this focus on first tracking, second, identifying what is working for you, and then third, trying to scale this and make sure this is better. I remember another project where the client was really appreciating my input where I said, look, I'm actually your potential client. And I wouldn't download this, I would download that. So they changed the lead magnet and suddenly got 50 more leads every month for free because they were just not able with their industry-specific focus. Like we have on SEO, everybody has this on their niche. They were not able to see what would be the logical next step to sign up for, for a potential client. So what's the overall picture then? We put in the effort, we get some advice, we do the right things on our site, we start getting the opt-ins Do we stop the paid ads? Do we continue with them? I I know what my answer would be, but I'm interested to hear yours. (laughs) I'm always fond of never stopping something that works. Correct. That's the right answer. (laughs) Because you don't know how long it's going to work. Never change something that's working or a working thing. I'm a programmer by trade. So whatever was working, we never touched it. We just tried to tweak it a little bit. So if you have something that works, that's great. But imagine how far down your average cost per lead could come if you added an organic pillar and got free leads into the mix. So imagine you get 200 leads from paid ads and you get 100 from organic suddenly for free after tweaking a few things and dedicating a little bit of resources to SEO on an ongoing basis. The overall cost per lead is going to come down and you're going to be in a more stable position. I had a client here in Spain, I think, and they have like one or two important months in their industry and their account got blocked. Their ads account got blocked in this in this moment, it was just for us, we just started, we didn't have SEO rankings in place. They were out of business pretty much for two months. They lost and then half of their year's revenue just because they were only relying on paid ads. And we saw this with COVID a lot when Facebook ads scheme methodology suddenly stopped working for a few months. 
people saw that nobody found them for what they were selling. And this was, I think, a little bit of a turning point for some where they, they always saw that, okay, this is just putting money in, getting more money out, and that's fine. But suddenly, if this channel fails you or the macroeconomic situation is not playing in your favor, you really want people to still find your business if they search for what you're selling. And I think this is something people need to think about. SEO is just one part of the mix. You definitely want to have other channels. But I think it's very important that people can find you if they want to buy from you. Nice. And then I guess you can adjust your campaigns depending on seasons and so forth if you're not reliant on that. Absolutely. And some of these leads can just keep coming in ongoing. I know people whose only business model is actually just organic sites and lead collection. In fact, we have a website that's only organic. We just do SEO and we built a database from that and it gets more traffic than super fast business still <laughs> just because of the market it's in. There is that possibility. And if we ever went to do paid traffic on top, that would just supercharge it. So I love your overall philosophy and it fits in well with the other guests we have on this show. We've been talking about podcasts. We've been talking about videos. We've been talking about getting Facebook, Google, YouTube campaigns running. We're talking about SEO. We're talking about good copywriting. It all fits together. That's why I've got this wonderful palette of experts to speak with on this show. This is episode 866. I'm James Schramko. I've been chatting with Gert Malek from seoleverage.com. He's been talking about how you can capture leads from your website using just SEO, even if you didn't have paid traffic campaigns. Gert, what's your advice to someone as a result of listening to this episode? Definitely consider dedicating resources to SEO or shifting a little bit of the paid ads budget to SEO in order to build something up, not just spend time, spend some money to get a little bit more out, but really build something, create something you can optimize over time. And this is going to bring costs down and it's going to put you in a safer position. Love it. Thank you so much for coming along and sharing. By the way, I love what you're doing with your YouTube channel these days. You're definitely practicing your own ideas and that's to have consistent different sources of traffic. Why don't you drop us the name of your YouTube channel? Appreciate this. Every YouTube channel is SEO Leverage. The consistency we definitely picked up in superfastbusiness.com. <laughs> I mean, you've been sharing the videos there and getting feedback from mm -hmm. members and yep. the other members who have shared things. I mean, this machine that I'm talking right now on this brand new iMac with an M chip as a result of one of those videos, one of the other members, Julian, posted his unboxing of that machine. And he talked about all the reasons he liked it. Maybe we can post it in the show notes here, give Julian a bit of love. But I've bought my $3,000 machine straight after watching that video. I need to have one of these in my life. And it's finally been able to keep up with all the microphones and cameras that I'd usually use when my studio is set up, which it's not right now because we're renovating. But it's a powerful thing, those videos, and we'll put a link to your video channel there at YouTube as well. Thank you so much, Gert. We'll get you back. If you've got a question for Gert listening to this episode, just flick me an email. Whenever we send an email out from Superfast Business, hit reply. It'll come to me, and I'll grill our friend Gert with the latest in the SEO and just listen to this show, and you'll know everything you need to know about SEO. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much, James. Great to be here. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Thank you.